Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Happy July 31st. It's the last day of July, and we're going to be going into August next month, so you know what that means. We're going to have a blistering hot sun. People are going to be going back to school, and it looks like we're going to get ourselves another $1,200 check from our stimulus package. Oh, yeah! Buying another subscription to pornography. <laughs> just imagine somebody new just listening to this podcast, thinking it's going to be about NASCAR, and then here I am at the beginning like, I'm going to get pornography. <laughs> but it's July 31st. That means we got to look at the holidays. Today is National Avocado Day, which means for all those white girls out there who love your avocado toast or avocado sandwich or avocado of an avocado, you can get that today with your coffee and say, I'm celebrating the holidays. Woohoo! So you can do that it's also national cotton candy day so if there's any carnivals out there uh, which i don't think there is make sure to get cotton candy if not uh, beat up a clown or someone from the carnival and steal all their cotton candy i don't know what else to tell you it's also national get gnarly day so do something kind of wild and stupid just don't kill yourself and it's also national mutt day and national raspberry cake day i do not like cake but national mutt day i might yell at my girlfriend's dog why not she might kick my ass but you know what I'll just say I'm celebrating the holiday. But the real reason why we're here is we want to look at our NASCAR fantasy picks as they will be going to New Hampshire this Sunday, which means we got to figure out our rosters, who's going to be the best, who's going to be the worst. We got to figure that out. So let's get straight into it. Let's look at our top picks going into New Hampshire. Okie dokie, we already know how this works. NASCAR Fantasy Live, you get to pick six drivers, five drivers will count at the end, you can garage a guy before stage two, and you can only use these drivers ten times in the year, that's why we go over so many, I'm going to be going over 15 drivers, who I think five are going to be the top dogs, five are going to be the top tens, five will be dark horses, and then I'll also include other drivers that didn't make the list, but we should mention them just because of where they're at in the points. So let's get started. Let's get started with, as always, the top dogs. Uh, no surprise here, Kevin Harvick in the number four is on the top dogs list. He's won the last two races here. He's actually won three out of five, and his average point score is 44. I mean, I'm not going to get mad at you on including him in the list. I mean, he's won here the last three out of five times, so it's not a bad idea to use him. It's just uh, make sure that you still have enough picks going into the chase because I feel like he's going to be doing the best there. But if you still have a few more picks for Kevin Harvick, might as well use him here. He's going to get you a lot of points. Moving on. Martin Trex Jr., his last five races have been seventh or better. He's got the same average as Kevin Harvick. Hasn't gotten a victory. Actually, his best finish in the last couple of years has been third. So he's not the guy that's going to be the beat. However, he's going to get you a lot of points. Wouldn't be a bad idea to use Martin Trex Jr. as well. Kyle Busch in the number 18 has the highest point average. I don't know if he's the number one guy, but he does like New Hampshire. He got a victory here a couple years ago. His last two finishes here have been eighth and second. Both times he scored 45 points. 
So he has the highest average. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to use him. Obviously, with the practice and qualifying, as I said, every single week could affect him a little bit, but I don't think too much to the point where you don't want to pick him up if you still have a few picks for Kyle Busch. Denny Hamlin, driver of the number 11, is another guy that's considered a top dog. I mean, he's coming off of many victories here in the 2020 season. He really likes New Hampshire in a sense that he scores a lot of stage points. He does only have an average points of 35 in the last five races, and three of those races he finished outside the top 10. However, when he's on fire, he does pretty damn good because he's finished second and first in those other two times. In that first place, he scored 51 points. I mean, with all his momentum, he's just going for victories right now. So if you think he can get the victory, by all means, put him on here. He's won here before. But if you think he's just not going to be able to perform, maybe keep him outside, save him for a different time. Because Denny Hamlin is the same with Kevin Harvick. He's going to be really good at a lot of racetracks this year. It just depends on which racetracks you want to use him at. And then the last top dog I want to talk about is Ryan Blaney in the number 12. 4th, 7th, 9th, 19th, 12th. Yeah, those last couple of finishes may sound bad, but that was when he was with Wood Brothers. And uh, we've all seen that the number 12 is way faster this year, way more competitive. He does have an average of 33 points, which is actually the 6th or 7th guy with the, most average, with the highest average. However, I mean, he's such a dominating guy this year. I mean, it's so hard to leave him anywhere worse than that. So I'm going to keep him as a top dog. He's definitely shown it here with the 12 team. He's shown it a couple times with the 21 team. I say he's a good pick as a top dog. So those are the top five. Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Blaney. Now let's look at the top 10 guys. These are guys that are either usually the top dogs, however, they're usually not running first or second. They're usually running more sixth or seventh. First guy I want to talk about is Brad Keselowski. I'm not going to count his wreck. I do this with every single driver that they get a one freebie for a wreck because it may not be their fault. And obviously, if you get damaged or you get involved in a wreck, your points are going to drop significantly. But here's Brad Keselowski's last five races where he finished. 10th, 4th, 9th, 4th, 15th with an average point score of 34. The reason why I put him in the top 10 rather than not Ryan Blaney is just the simple fact that the last few races he's been more of a top 10 guy. Ryan Blaney has been more of a top 5 guy per se when it comes to stage racing. So he's going to be a really good top 10. I would not have any fear of putting him on your list. He's just not going to be the guy that's probably going to get you the victory. His partner, Joey Logano, is the second guy I'm going to cover with a 9th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 3rd with an average points of 33. He usually hangs around the top 10. He's going to get you about, on average, 33 points. Wouldn't be a bad idea to use him if you haven't hardly used him at all after the pandemic. I understand if you haven't because he's been kind of really struggling ever since we came back. However, 33 points, that's not a bad pick to go with. Maybe keep an eye on Joey Logano. Eric Jones in the number 20 is doing everything he can to make it into the playoffs. And here's another track where, once again, he has some pretty good results. Third, 16th, and 6th with an average points of 36, not counting the wreck he had in his rookie season. So he's either way up there in the top 6 or better, or he's back trying to barely make it into the top 20. I mean, it is a bit of an up and down, but he needs more ups than he does need down right now. So they're probably putting a lot of focus on him to make the chase. So he might do really good. Would I pick him? Maybe there's a couple other guys I would go ahead of him, but Eric Jones wouldn't be too bad of a guy. Jimmy Johnson at the number 48 also makes the top 10 list. I mean, this guy's had the worst luck in the last few weeks, but let's look at his results here in New Hampshire. 10th, 14th, 10th, 8th. 
12. He hangs around the top 10 area, but those times where he's finished 14th, he got 30 points. When he finished 12th, he got 30 points. So he tends to score actually a lot of points still from stages, and his average has been 33. Same with Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano. I mean, he's got to turn it around sometime. I'm going to put him on my list this time because I feel like now that he's 20 points back, he's going to be putting a lot of pressure to make sure he gets a good result. I don't think he's going to break under the pe pressure when it comes to here in New Hampshire. I will put him on my list for top 10 guys, and maybe you can as well if you feel like he's going to bounce back here. But if you think his bad luck is going to continue, by all means, move on to somebody else. Last top 10 guy, we already know who it is. Eric Amarola. I mean, he's on a top 10 streak. You can't really count him out. His last two finishes here with the number 10 team has been 11th and 3rd. And then when he was with uh, Richard Petty Motorsports, it was 26, 24, 17. That's where Richie, Richard Petty Motorsports usually runs. But with the 10 team, he's been 11th or better and scoring 41 or more points. So, obviously, I would put him on your list once again if you still think his hot streak's going. According to his last couple of results with Stuart Haas Racing, he's been on fire. And that's when Kevin Harvick does good. He's going to do really good as well. So, those are my top 10 guys. We have Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Eric Jones, Jimmy Johnson, and Eric Amarola. Now lastly, let's look at our dark horses. These are drivers you usually do not pick too much or they usually have been having bad runs, but this track they tend to do really good at. We're going to start off with the first one being Ryan Newman in the number six. Ryan Newman has had a few victories here. Now they have been back with Stuart Haas Racing and he's been racing with RCR and Rouse Fenway, which have not been the strongest teams lately. But look at his last couple of results here. 7th, 6th, 13th, 27th, 20th with an average point score of 26. It might be discouraging seeing that 27th and 20th place finish, however, that was with the 31 team, and RCR wasn't really doing that good at all. If you look at the number six car from last year, he finished seventh with 38 points, so he got a lot of points. He might not be a get bad guy to go as a dark horse. I know you probably haven't used him too much. This might be a good track to use him at. If you guys don't believe me, I'll put him on my list as well. So now I've secured Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman. <laughs> so you already got two out of my six picks already right there with Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman. Another guy I want to include, I cannot exclude him out of this, is Matt Kenseth in the number 42. His finishes here have been phenomenal when he was with the 20 team. Uh, here's his last five results. 15th, that was when he was with the 6 car. 4th, 2nd, 1st, 1st with an average point score of 39. The reason why he's a dark horse is we've seen this year he hasn't been the Matt Kenseth that was running near the top. He's, he's a guy that's come back in for one year to race in substitution for Kyle Busch who was let go. I feel like he can still do really good. He can still get a good finish here. I don't think he's going to be like he was a couple years ago when he was winning the damn thing. But I still feel like he could get potentially a top 10 uh, or better. Maybe even a top 5. I'm going to say if he the highest I think he can get is maybe a 6th place finish. But that's a really good dark horse. I wouldn't be too scared to use him. Christopher Bell in the number 95 is another dark horse. He's won the last two races here in the Xfinity series. Now, the reason why he's only a dark horse instead of a top 10 guy is there's been a lot of good results he's had over in the Xfinity series where he comes and runs in the Cup series. He doesn't really do that good. Texas is a good example. So, I mean, you can give him another try. I totally understand if you don't want to, but, I mean, with those two Xfinity wins, those are the only two starts he's had in Xfinity uh, at New Hampshire. So, I mean, those are really good results. If you think that's worth uh, putting it on your team, taking a risk, by all means, go ahead. 
Matt DiBenedetto in the number 21 really likes this track. Last year he finished 5th with 32 points, but the last few races when he was with the 32 team was 28th or worse. And the 21 team at this racetrack average has been about 29 points. So you're taking it still a bit of a gamble with Matt DiBenedetto, but Matt DiBenedetto is going to do everything he can to get a good finish here this weekend because he knows he's starting to be near the cusp. So the number 21 machine is not a bad guy to put as a dark horse. And lastly, the guy, the last guy I'm going to include is the number one of Kurt Busch. And here's the reason why. He's gotten an 18th, 8th, he wrecked out a 1, 8th, 5th, and 22nd with an average point score of 32. He's been an up and down guy too, similar with Eric Jones, except uh, that roller coaster is a lot bigger since he's been in the sport a lot longer. His last race was 18th, and that was with the number one team, and those top 10 finishes and top five finishes have been with the number 41 of Stuart Haas. So, but the reason why I'm going to include him on this list is because he has Matt Kansas on his team. That team is going to do whatever they can to make sure to get some good finishes because they want to stay inside the playoff contention and not have to fear about that going to, to the last couple of races. So maybe Kurt Busch would not be a bad dark horse. If I had to lean towards anybody on this list, it would be probably Ryan Newman and Matt Kenseth with Matt Vandetto really close at third. So those are our top 15 guys going into this race at New Hampshire. Now, there is some noticeable drivers I have not included on here, and I'm going to go over them real quick with you guys. Chase Elliott in the number 9 will not be on my list. His average point score has been 28, and the reason why I haven't included him is his results haven't really been there at New Hampshire, and I know he can be way better at other racetracks. I mean, you don't want to rely on Chase Elliott for 28 points. You want 40 points from Chase Elliott. This is not probably going to be the track he's going to get it. The number 24 of William Byron is another person I'm not going to include on the list, and the reason why is his average is a little lower than Chase Elliott with a 26, and I feel like if I had to pick anyone from Rick Hendrick, it's still going to be Jimmy Johnson, because he's the only one who's done really well at New Hampshire the last few races there in the Rick Hendrick camp. Alex Bowman is another guy, average point score 25. I don't want to rely on guys who only have 25 average points. I mean, yes, Ryan Newman has an average of 26. That one's a little bit different for me, however, because he's with a different team, but that's just me. I have Chase Elliott, William Byron, and Alex Bowman not on my list. I also have the two rookies here, Cole Custer. He's finished second and ninth in the last two finishes there at New Hampshire, and Tyler Reddick has finished fourth and 25th. If I had to pick a rookie, it would be Christopher Bell based on the stats. Tyler Reddick is probably going to edge Cole Custer, but then again, that number 41 does really good here, but I'm going to ex exclude those guys. I will still go with Christopher Bell over those two. Clint Boyer in the number 14, average point score 26. That's been right around where he's been running the last couple races. I feel like he's going to get another 16th place finish. Bubba Wallace in the number 43, average point score 14. He's not really going to be in a factor. Neither will Chris Buescher in the number 17 or Ricky Stenhouse in the number 47 because their average points have been 18 or worse. I don't really see these guys having a phenomenal race here in New Hampshire unless it's maybe a rain shorten or a big pitch strategy. Other than that, I don't want to rely on strategy. I want to rely on skill and these top 15 guys I feel like have the best skill. So let's do one quick wrap around with everybody. Your top dogs are going to be Kevin Harvick, Martin Trex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney. Your top 10 guys are going to be Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Eric Jones, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Amarola, and our dark horses will be Ryan Newman, Matt Kenseth, Christopher Bell, Matt DiBandetto, and Kurt Busch. Now, obviously, I got to tell you guys who I'm going for just to make you guys feel comfortable. 
obviously, I said Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman would be on my list, so tag off the top 10 guys in the Dark Horses by one. And as I'm looking at my picks, I've realized I've used a couple drivers more than I really wanted. I've used Kyle Busch a lot. I've used Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney. I've used those guys quite a bit. So um, the one I'm going to use um, this time is going to be Denny Hamlin since he's my least used guy out of the top dogs and then other than that I'm going to move with just uh, top 10 guys and dark horses just to save some of my picks which I hope you guys have been doing too so I'm going to include Eric Amarola just because he's on that top 10 streak he's also going to be on the pole for this race I also going to include Joey Logano since I haven't used him quite that much and I'm going to throw in Matt Kenseth as a dark horse. I feel like Matt Kenseth is going to have the same result, a little bit similar to Indianapolis. So there's my six guys. I got Eric Amarola, Jimmy Johnson, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman, and Matt Kenseth. Now as for our other observers, they've gotten their picks locked in, but they are not going to share them quite yet since we're going to keep it as a suspense. Hopefully I can have one of those guys back on the show. They're a lot of fun to be with, and they also give me a lot of good insight. But for now, they're going to stay off on the sidelines, and we'll hear from their results on Monday. So make sure to tune in on NBC Sports Network at 3 o'clock Eastern to make sure you guys can watch the New Hampshire Speedway race. And also, don't forget to lock in your picks. Let me know how you guys do. But other than that, I think we are good to go for our picks. Let's see how we do this weekend. And that will conclude the last and only segment of today's episode. I would have included the news, but you know what? Let's save those for next Monday since most of them are speculations and I've been a news reporter for the last two episodes. I feel like I'm going to take a break on that for just this episode, but we'll get right back into all that stuff on Monday. And don't forget to tune in to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That race starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Sunday, August 2nd. Don't miss it. Eric Amarola will be starting on the front row with Denny Hamlin. Then we'll have Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, Harvick and Bowman, and Logano and Busch rounding up the first five rows. So it's going to be a good race. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.